Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I am Nikki Cross and before I get anywhere near getting into today's episode, I want to say thank you for the amount of downloads straight out the gate for episode 129, how to make growth feel less vulnerable in business. When an episode performs that well straight out the gate, so usually within the first sort of 24, 48 hours of it being released, it tells me that it resonates. It tells me that that title is something that you guys feel, yes, I need that. I want to listen to that episode. And therefore, when I go in and look at the analytics on like how long people listen for and the average listen time and stuff like that, it tells me that not only is the title something that you are interested in hearing more about, the content is also valuable to you too. So, and this is really important information for me because feedback, which I'm going to talk about in today's episode, feedback is important, but so is data in your business. And when I look at my podcast data, I, you cannot run away from the figures. Like they tell you literally what people are digging and what they're not digging. And you digged the last episode. So I wanted to start off by acknowledging that. And if this is your first time here, hello, welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. Listen to the last episode because everyone seemed to like it. Anyway, let's get stuck into today's episode. Today, I am sharing one, two, three business lessons that I have learned recently. And what I've done with them is I've bullet pointed them and then I have written a prompt underneath each one. So like a big question or an idea or a a journaling prompt that you can take away and take my learning and my stories about what's happened for me lately and take take those away and reflect on how do these apply to you. If I get round to it, if I'm feeling organized enough, (laughs) who knows, I'll make this into a blog because there is a blog on my website. I don't know if you guys have ever been to that before. And um, one of my most downloaded blogs, I'm going to tell you it right now because I'm on the website, is the one that is building self-assurance in life and business with journal prompts. I'll link it in the show notes. But it's really, it's just a summary of episode 105 with the journal prompts underneath. You guys seem to really appreciate that structure. So I will make sure I'm just writing that as a note now. I'll make sure that if um, I'll link that in the show notes and I'll try and link the journal prompts to today's um, episode as well. So let me set the scene. For those of you who are relatively new to my work, I Predominantly, my business is formed of one-to-one coaching. And at the back end of 2022, I expanded my one-to-one offers so that there wasn't just the inner work journey, which is the three to six monther. I also put in get unstuck calls. Um, but basically the reason I'm telling you that is I'm a I am uh someone who predominantly works with people on, on a one-to-one basis and also I have a group space and in that group space, it's called the Thrive First Method and I close the doors to it. I cannot remember when I close the doors to it. I have been trying to have a little look back, but I don't know. The doors have been closed whilst I have been figuring some shit out. And that that shit is what I want to talk to you about in this episode today. That shit is the lessons and the learning and the Really what what I wanted to do was go to my clients in that space and ask them some questions. You know, what's most valuable to you? What's not? What creates the biggest impact for you? What doesn't? What what do you all really want and what's just a nice to have? And I think that 
when you are in business or if you are in a career, these are actually not easy questions to to ask because a lot of the time what we're really after is positive feedback um validation of what you're doing is the right thing to do keep doing that and actually what i've been inviting in particularly lately is different kinds of feedback you know and it's come off the back of when <laughs> this is not easy to talk about and i'm only just discovering this live as i'm speaking to you about it in this episode marvelous what I've noticed is it's so easy for me in business to overgive. And I know I've talked about it in other episodes in business. It's easy for my self-doubt to play out and leak into my business by overgiving, um, giving more and more. So in this group container, it's offering more, offering more services, offering more ideas, offering... And that's sometimes not necessarily what people want and need from you. And actually, it's just another piece of evidence to say that if you don't sort your own shit out in your inner world, you will inevitably project it onto your business or into your career. So I suppose that's a first question for you guys, which isn't part of the prepared bit of the episode. I'm going to go into that in a minute. But the first question for you up front is, in your career or in your business, can you sit with yourself and sit with your own truth and actually assess where, which parts of my wounds, where in my own inner world, have I not paid as much attention as I possibly should? And that's playing out in business. So I can give you a really easy example. Um, I've had one, two, two client calls today, one of which my client has some stuff in their inner world where it's, um, there's some stuff going on for them that means that in her outer world, how that's playing out is through a lot of people pleasing, a lot of being who everyone else needs and want her, wants her to be at to the detriment of who she wants to be and how she wants business to look for her. Another client who I've worked with today, quite similarly, to be honest, um, but a little bit different, she's got a real fear of failure and embarrassment from that failure. And so instead of going after what she really wants business to look like for her, she's actually squashing her dreams and hopes and visions for her business right, right, right down so that she doesn't have to um, acknowledge those fears and the very fact that they may well play out. You know, you can fail and fall flat on your face in business, in public, and it might be embarrassing. And actually, if we don't deal with our tolerance levels to navigating that shit, it'll just keep our dreams and hopes and visions squashed down. And we'll we'll never and that will be a different problem for us to have to deal with. So I suppose it's just me reflecting that back to you before we get into this episode, which is what in your inner world are you not dealing with and how is that projecting out into business? And actually is it time for you to start maybe dealing with that? You know where I am if you want support with that. Anyway, let's talk about my fuck-ups. <laughs> let's talk about the things that I've been learning in business lately. And in all of these three lessons, I am going to give you some questions for you to take away and for you to ask yourself. So thing number one that I have been learning in business, I would say probably from around September 2022, is not all positive feedback is helpful. And some of the hardest most negative feedback to take is the most helpful. Let me say that again. 
thing number one that I've learned is, I'm learning, is not all positive feedback is helpful. And some of the hardest feedback to take is the most helpful feedback. I have recognized, to be honest, throughout my whole career, that usually where I am led astray from my core desires and my own inner compass is when people are giving me positive feedback and that might be through words, it might be through positive affirmation, it might be through, you know, promotion into a position and all of the, you know, ego stuff that comes with that. I'm not saying it's wrong, I'm just saying it exists, you know, Um, all of the times when a boss has told me you're really good at that, maybe we could make that into a role for you. And I suppose my point here is not all positive feedback, although it might feel good, it's not always helpful. I notice that sometimes when I get positive feedback, it's a good indication of, you know, what people are finding good in me, but it doesn't, it sometimes leads me astray. I'm going to have to be really blunt about this to get to my point, aren't I? Sometimes when you're, particularly in a role like mine, I'm a service-based business provider. And even when I was in a career, it was always service-based. I was a learning and development consultant for the majority of my career in businesses. And people are always going to give you positive feedback when you're making them feel good. And I recognize that part of my job is not to make people feel good. It's actually a, a big, huge part of my job. Even here in this podcast, it's actually to make you feel uncomfortable, completely unintentionally. I'm not out to make you un- uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't get kicks out of it. It's just, that's my job. I am here to ask you the right questions. And sometimes those questions are going to challenge you, are going to challenge the perception that you have of yourself, are going to make you feel uncomfortable, are going to put you in um headspace that you have been protecting yourself from and avoiding for a very long time. And so I can acknowledge that it's not always going to be the case that the work that we do together, whether you actually work with me um, as a paying client or whether you are considering yourself to be working with me through these podcast episodes. And I want to just acknowledge that like it's very different, right? I hope that you get so much value from these episodes, but I just want to make it really clear that the episodes, they might give you the what to consider and the what to think about. But even when I give you journaling prompts and self-reflection pieces and stuff, it's not giving you the framework in which to actually do the work together. And that's what happens inside my group space and with my one-to-one clients. Anyway, all of that said, I totally acknowledge that sometimes I'm going to get feedback and sometimes that positive feedback isn't always helpful in that when someone acknowledges you for some of the work that you do, it can sort of give your ego a bit of a rub as to say, that's really good, keep doing that. But what that has done for me is it has veered me away. I can see over the last year, sometimes positive feedback has veered me away from my own inner compass. I have recognized in business that Sometimes I know what my clients need before they know they need it. And that takes a lot of trust in myself to just put something in front of them, even creating these episodes. Like I am the one who decides what words are said into this microphone. I very rarely 
sometimes I do, but I very rarely get someone come to me and be like, could you make an episode about this, please? I am the one who has to decide this is a topic, this is what's going to be most useful to them and just put it out there and hope that it is useful to you all. And I can only do that if I trust my own inner compass. Now you can imagine if I got a shitload of feedback from you guys to say, Nikki, can you just talk about uh, perfectionism? And, And if I got loads of positive feedback all about perfectionism, I could, if I'm not careful, end up going down a particular road where all I ever talk about is perfection, but perfectionism. And that that would be purely based on positive feedback. And what I have noticed over the past, particularly since around September last year, is it's actually been the negative feedback that I've received and the feedback that has been the hardest to take and the hardest to hear that has been the most valuable to me as a business owner, to me navigating business. And I I wanted to start my three points there by saying that positive feedback can be really lovely to get. It can be so nice to feel the the impacts of positive feedback and the validation that comes from it and the affirmation that comes from hearing people saying you're doing a good job. And again, that might come through in words. It might come through in them. Like I've got one client at the moment who her biz, the business she works for, they've offered her a promotion. You know, they, they want to move her into another particular job. That's, that's great for her ego. It's great for her bank balance. It's great for her CV. It's great for everything. But does it feel aligned? No. Does she really want that? Not really. And so this is where we sort of get caught up in this positive feedback in so much as it feels good and it sounds good to our ego, but is it helpful for for us navigating business and does it take us away from our inner compass, right? So I just want to put that out there that actually when I look back and reflect over the past six months, It's actually been the negative feedback that I've had that has been the most helpful, but the hardest to deal with, right? And the big question for you before I move on from this point, this self-reflection prompt, the big question for you to take away from this is, are you indulging in or only seeking positive feedback because it feels good and taking any negative feedback as just something that feels bad? And how can you connect to your own inner compass regardless of positive or negative feedback. And I suppose, yeah, I suppose that's really what I'm after here for you to go away and reflect on is there are always going to be times in business where people are clapping for you and cheering you on and being like, oh my fucking God, the sun shines out of your ass. There are also going to be times in business where nope, it's deadly silent, tumbleweed. You can hear a pin drop. It's lonely in those times. There is no feedback whatsoever. It is a void. What does your inner compass say in those times? And even in times when you're getting negative feedback, how can you use, although it's hard, it's hard to feel through, how can you use that feedback to make you, A, a more evolved version of you, rather than um, build a wall around your heart and be like, fuck you, or um, or however you want to react to that feedback. How can you take that feedback as someone else's experience of you, right or wrong, that was their experience of you, that's the feedback they're giving you, and how can you use that to actually improve what you deliver, the service you provide? And most importantly, just skipping back to the most important bit here, 
your inner compass is so important. What is right for you sometimes requires you to cut all the noise out and be with yourself in those times of silence, in those times where no one's telling you you're doing a good job or no one's telling you negative feedback. It's just you and you. What does your inner compass say then about the next move you should make in business, about what work you really want to do, about what job you probably should go after, but you're scared, about how you really want to take your business, but no one else has ever done it that way before. So who the fuck are you to do it? Those are the questions that I want you to sit with in the silence, in the void. That's what I'm learning to do at the moment. And I'm noticing that I'm creating my business in a way that is more aligned to what feels good for me. And that that feels better than any positive feedback I could get. The second thing that I'm learning is, oh, I love this one. Don't undervalue something just because it comes easy to you. You are so unique. Whoever you are listening to this, you are unique in that there literally is only one you. There might be many other people who have the same job title as you or many other insert thing that you do or business that you run or service that you provide or product that you create. There might be many, many others of you, but there is really only one you. There's only one person with your very specific um life experiences, your very specific DNA. And I don't mean like biologically, I mean the way that you're made up, the way your brain works, the all of the things that you consider to be, I don't know, like your negative traits, if you like. You there's there's only one you and you are here with your very specific skill set and your very specific set of life circumstances. And sorry, bringing myself back, I got all wrapped up in how incredible you are as a unique human. And I just want to point out here that sometimes the biggest mistake that we can make in business is undervaluing something just because it comes easy to us. I think that I have massively, from feedback that I've received, particularly from the people inside the Thrive First Method over the past couple of weeks, I have massively underestimated um the skill that I have and the gift that I have of purely holding space for people. So positioning something to them and the um, the space that I literally hold, I don't mean that in a, like a, a wacky way, <laughs> an abstract way. I literally mean over Zoom, bringing a very unique set of people together who all want to do this work that we do together they all want the same, they're all wanting very different things in life and business, but they all want to do this work. And so I find it really easy. I find it really easy to call in the right clients and hold that space for them. And I have massively overlooked the value in something that I have found comes so easy to me. And it's a big lesson. It's a huge lesson. I, I now recognize that the biggest value that they get in that group space is the fact that they're brought together and they're seen and they're heard in each other and by themselves by being in that space. And I had completely underestimated the value of that. I'd overlooked it. And I'm so, so grateful for the feedback that I've received so that people can help me see what they value about what I do but I think it's I think that there's a massive point in this guys I think that 
sometimes it's all very well and good looking at where we can develop and where we can get better and how we can hone our skills. But it's also really important that you don't overlook some of the ways that you uniquely bring value into your business or into the business that you work for. And there is um, something that I ask my own clients to do, which is practice that personal progress praise. But even, even the person who teaches this shit, even I can overlook things just because they come easy to me doesn't necessarily mean that it's not valuable. And so reflect again, reflecting this back to you, the big question for you here is, what do you do in business that comes easily to you that you might underestimate, but brings tremendous value to others? And you, you know, if you want, you can apply this to life. I, I know for many people at the moment, it seems like there's, there's, there's a big like boom in conversations around thinking about starting side hustle or thinking about, and I love it by the way, I'm totally here for it. But it's almost like people are scrambling around for like ideas and, you know, I wonder what my side hustle can be and all this. And it's like, I, I, I'm almost inclined to just go, well, what, what, <laughs> what are your unique set of skills? What comes easily and naturally to you? I know for me, let me give you an example for me, the parts of my business where I feel like I'm in flow, that time does not exist. I could do it all day and not need nourishment because it's given me so so much nourishment just by doing the activity is my coaching calls with my clients. I honestly just could do it and do it and do it and do it and do it. I absolutely adore it. I love teaching. I love getting on a Zoom and holding a workshop with my Thrive First Method members. That is me in flow. And I know that the more that I can do that, the better my business gets, the better experiences that my clients have. But it's really easy work. Like it doesn't feel hard for me. It doesn't feel onerous. It doesn't feel like an obligation. It just feels like fun. It just feels like powerful, valuable work. And reflecting that back to you, you know, I just want you to stop, even pause the episode and just think how conditioned we are to prove our worth. Think about that in your career. You know, I if I reflect on my career, I can literally remember um, meetings with bosses that I've had in the past where they want me to justify a pay increase. And I get it. I do. I genuinely get it. Along the way, unfortunately, what can happen is because of our conditioning in corporate environments and maybe with bosses who didn't have fantastic leadership skills... <laughs> Um, speaking from experience, um, maybe we have had experiences in business that we have taken and internalized and just created as that's normal. So I have to continually prove my worth. And I suppose on this particular one, guys, I'm asking you to consider what comes easy to you and how valuable that is. Consider like if you didn't develop anymore, if you just stayed as you are forever and ever for the rest of your life, what about the, what you do and who you are is so valuable that you are underestimating in business? And how can you honor that thing that you do or the way that you be and honor that about yourself and bring it to the table with pride and actually build your self-worth? Like the, my episodes, I think I said at the beginning of this one, sometimes the title of these episodes really make you guys listen to them or not. Um, and it seems to me that the most 
listen to episodes are always the ones around like building self-assurance, building self-worth, making um, making growth less vulnerable, all that kinds of stuff. And it's like, if we want to build our self-worth, we have to do that inside of us by unlearning some of the shit that we hold on to and are treating as normal. And I know for me, some of the shit that I've had to unlearn is continually trying to prove my worth and therefore honoring the things that come easily to me, but are of tremendous value to others. So reflecting that back to you, what do you do in business that comes easily that you underestimate, but brings tremendous value to others? Please have a think about that. And then the last thing that I've been learning in business lately is, oh, (laughs) I've, I've like, I could do a two hour episode on this, so I'm going to try and keep it brief. It's okay for you to want to break free from the box, even if you created the box. So (laughs) I know for me in business, even when I've had a job, I reckon from, I reckon for the majority of my career, since I left the big, big corporation that I worked in and went to work with like small to medium businesses, I always seem to be able to create my own role. So I always seem to have this knack of going to the business owner or going to my manager and saying, here's what I see in the business. Here's what I think I can do. Can I have that as a job? And <laughs> like, it just will go from there. And so now I'm a business owner. I am the one who decides what my job is and I am the one who decides what my services are and I am the one who decides what box and structure I'm going to build for myself in order to serve the world in, in my opinion, the way that expresses myself through my work. That's how I see it. And so I know that I've said this in another episode and I definitely know that it's been an Instagram post it is safe for you to evolve. It is safe for you to look at the structure that you work in now and go, that doesn't work for me anymore and create a new structure. Even if the box that you're trying to break free from, you created it. (laughs) I was on a uh, get unstuck call with a client this morning and they're around about, they're in the first year of business, self-employed and um, the industry that they work in has a very set way of doing things. Like you do it this way. This is how you structure your service. This is how you charge clients between this, if you're new and up to that level, if you're experienced and it's like, yeah, but what if your business didn't look anything like that? What if you did things the way you wanted to, the way you're telling me that you'd love to do them, but you feel like you're trapped in this box because that's how it's always done. And it's like, how can we how can we stay true to ourselves and the way we want to navigate life and business and the structures that we want to build for ourselves and make it safe for us to evolve and to have our career and or our business, whichever applies to you, as a reflection of your own evolvement? Because that's okay, you know. Like, as an example, the Thrive First Method, um, I'm going to be, by the time this episode is released, the doors will be open again. And if you are someone who looked at the Thrive First Method and looked at joining it in the past, what you will notice is, oh, it's a different proposition now. Like it used to look like that where you'd sign up and this and that. Now there's two separate tiers. You can join at two separate tiers and get two different levels of service dependent on what, how, um, how much you think you need, how much fits for you 
and how much of my time and attention and energy you want from me in your life and in your business. It's different now, right? And it's only different now because I have followed my inner compass. I have taken input and feedback and I have um, evolved my service in line with my own personal evolvement. And so that's the third thing that I've been learning about is it's okay if you're growing and if you're changing, you know, it's, it's not, um, like it's not a negative thing for you to want business to evolve and change with you. That's okay. And sure, there are things for you to navigate. Like for the past week, I've been navigating with my current client base, what that looks like for them. And for some people, they're like, I don't actually love the new structure. This isn't for me. For others, by the way, people who have been members of the Thrive First Method in the past have come back and said, that really works for me. Can I rejoin? So it's like, it's that recognition, isn't it? That you're not going to please all the people all the time. And actually the best thing that you can do is listen to your inner compass and create a structure as much as you can that works for you. And I think the riskiest thing that feels risky in all of that is when I present what I want to the world, are other people going to be let down by me? Are other people going to feel disappointed in me? Are other people going to think badly of me? And the more we can build our tolerance and our ability to navigate those conversations, the better we can navigate life and business in a way that allows us to be true to ourselves and what we want. The biggest thing that I see in my one-to-one clients is they've been neglecting what they want in their own businesses for so long because they're filling this role of what they think everyone else wants them to be. And so it it takes time to re re um oh regain that's the word regain that closeness with yourself and also the skill of being able to navigate the conversations the difficult conversations of how other people are going to react to you changing and so the big question for you on this one is how are you complying to what you think others want to expect of you to the detriment of what you want and you desire. I'm going to say that one again. And I am going to write this up as journal notes. Do you know what? I am going to, because I think it's really important for you to have these and journal around them and self-reflect around them. The question again, though, is if you're driving or something, how are you complying to what you think others want or expect you to be or to do to the detriment of what you want and what you desire? So important. So often I see, particularly for business owners, because you are literally the one creating your business as you go, your wants and desires get pushed down, pushed down, pushed down the pecking order because you are living into this role that you've created, making sure everyone else is happy with you first. And it's just important for you to bring those wants and desires out and have a look at them and then turn back to your business and see if your business is a reflection of what you want and start to align those two to make them a little bit more parallel. But it takes for you to be honest with yourself. You have to be honest with yourself first. So they're my lessons and I'm going to be straight up with you. It has been messy as fuck to learn them. I come to you in these episodes with a nice quippy half an hour of here's what I'm learning and Sometimes I get emotional, today I haven't, but I I just want you to know that I have been messy in learning these things. It has looked like snot and tears and 
breakdowns and breakthroughs and vulnerability and times where I've questioned, like, am I, can I do this? As in, not can I, literally, can I do this? Like, do I have it in me to navigate all of this? And questioning and self-doubt. I just want to really be transparent with that because while I bring you these half hour episodes, I don't want it to seem like, hey, guess what? I've been through all this development and all this learning and here's the results, shiny, shiny. No, it's looked like a shit show behind the scenes. You should know that. And if you're going through a shit show behind the scenes, please know that that's normal. Please, please know that the messiness is very normal and it takes for you to support yourself through this. And for me, like I recently have, I now have invested in my own, reinvested in my own coaching journey again. And it's been a while since I've had my own one-to-one coach on a very regular basis um, to do, to really go in with the deeper work. So I'm now heavily working with someone for the next few months on some of my own deeper work that I know I need more support with. And I feel like I recognize the privilege that I am able to do that. So my hope is that if you're not in that position where you can invest in yourself in those ways, that these podcast episodes go so far as to get you to start doing some of this work with yourself. And, you know, if you are in a position where you're like, do you know what? I am in I am in a place where I've got the time and the financial resources and I do want to um I do want to invest in myself in those ways know that my doors are open. The Thrive First Method, when this is released, is open. Please join us. It would be my absolute pleasure. If you resonate with these episodes, you're going to love the work that we do in there. And if you want to know what the work is, it's all on the website. If you want to hear what my clients think about the Thrive First Method, highly recommend going ahead and listening to episode 94, 95, 96, and 97. All of those episodes will give you um, interviews with my actual current members and how they find the method. So 94, 95, 96, they are all with business owners, solopreneurs, if you want to call them that. 97 is actually an episode with someone who works in a business and it just shows you how the method works and what they get from it. Don't hear it in my words. I'm always going to say that it's amazing. Hear it in their words and they're still current members as well. Also, my one-to-one doors are open. I'm having lots of get unstuck calls lately and I've got to be honest, I am absolutely loving those calls. I literally kicked off a new one-to-one client on the inner work journey today. So if you're interested in working one-to-one, again, get in touch. We'll um, do a, what's it called? A consultation call. It's really just a 20-minute chat, but please only arrange one of them if you are serious about joining me with one-to-one work. Anywho's, on that note, I am going to leave you there. I hope that you've got value from my own lessons. And I really am really hopeful that these episodes can give you just enough to start you on that journey of self-reflection and connect you back to what you want in life and in business. So all that said, please, please never forget, I am always cheering you on. And I really do hope that you are cheering you on too.